Last night, we ordered a pizza pie. There was eight slices. Okay. Amongst us two. So just so you get the visual, I'm sitting here. Give your honest opinion. Here. You're right in front of your four slices. Right. Okay. Okay. So I ate this corner. He on ate the left that side. one first. He ate this corner. I, I ate, ate this corner. one. Right. He ate that one. Yes. Right. I ate this one. Yes. Right. He skipped that one. I don't, maybe I didn't want them. Maybe I wanted he the corner. He skipped that one. Yeah, I went God. to the corner. Stood up and took mine. Oh, I didn't stand up nothing because if he you reached across I grabbed the and he corner, took well, my well, slice. Was this corner bigger? No, it was smaller. As a matter of fact, that's why I took it. You should have ate the pizza on your Table. I could take a pizza I want. No, you it's can't. Mine. That was yours in front of you. You're wrong. You chose you that side. You took my half. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. When I, I ate started, my side. I ate my side. I this for you. You, me. I had you, this side. Me. You took So now I want. Stay on your side. You can't. You're pissed. Stay on your side. It's not proper pizza etiquette. What do you know about it's like one thing that drives me nuts. It, it's always driven me nuts is the like that's just like us that's just like our relationship i'm sure in some situations like that's that's true like if you really want to compare something like we're we're like the characters in the office i'll be like the office is about really boring flawed people don't does no one else see that am i the only person who sees that well and we've we've talked about this a bunch we have i know it's a hard place to start i i, I don't want to belabor the point point. and it's such, just such a nice we never get a chance to get together at La Abundanza and just hash things out over a nice pot of sauce. Just Take a hunk of bread and drag it through the grave. Isn't life nice? Look at the friendship and family. No. It's just, it's Sunday dinner. Yeah. And we're talking about Jim and Pam again. Yeah, well, it kills I'm sorry. my soul. It doesn't have to be Jim and Pam. It can also be uh, what's the name of those uh, those awful vampires from the the glittery the glittery movies, the Twilights. Uh, uh, they're also called Jim and Pam. I yeah. think. <laughs> Jim and Pam vampire. Jim the vampire. Yeah. Yeah, you want to talk about a better vampire couple? It's fucking Nadja and Laszlo from What We Do in the Shadows. I'm obsessed. Sure. Well, okay. Here's the thing. If somebody went ahead and compared their relationship to that, I'd be like, first off, what the fuck? We're horny for blood. Yeah, but at the same time, I'd also be like, okay, cool. At least like you, you seem to have some kind of perspective because. If you're comparing it to that, then you must. That's one of the most normal, stable relationships on TV. Really? You think so? It's an open marriage where they have sex with everybody. They're pansexual as fuck. So there's representation. There's love in the marriage. There's options and openness in the marriage. I think it's a beautiful thing. And then they kill people and eat them. But see, that's where it stops being normal. I think also, you're kink-shaming. I, I, you know, and well, I'm... I'm Listen, I'm, I, what my argument is that society is still not there yet, sadly. I'm, I'm saying that if we're, what are we, what are we defining? Are we defining it as societally normal uh, or, or what should be normal? Because normalcy should be whatever you want, man. You know, well, exactly. We've been working on that set shit since the 60s, and the 70s got all fucked up with all that heroin. It was like, hey, we got off track. And then all that coke in the 80s. But, uh, you and were the hippie there. movement was a distraction. You know what I mean? Sure. It wasn't real. Some of the ideas behind it were real. The idea, but the aesthetic the was a distraction. The feeling behind it was real, but the action was fucking never going to get anywhere because it wasn't state-sponsored, and that's how you get everything done in this society, unfortunately. Or 
the hippie counterculture movement was state-sponsored by people like the CIA who made fucking Charles Manson and MK Ultra victim to discredit the ideas behind the hippie movement. You put long hair on a mass murderer, all of a sudden everybody who's walking around in Indian sandals and beads cannot be trusted. Get out of my head, Kill on sight. Get out of my head. Kill on sight. (laughs) Oh, helter skelter. Oh, fucking A. That's really depressing. Yeah, it is uh, depressing. Rory, that's exactly correct. correct. Life is depressing. Well, think about that, like how we can look back at like that early on and go, wow, the Manson murders are a thing that we can discuss. You know, like it happened and, and it's so well known, you know, and that and the Sharon Tate murder and all that, that we can still talk about it today, you know. And then I think about my childhood leading up to now and I think like <laughs> that was like every Sunday. <laughs> like every every other week, some fucked up thing was happening in America in our youth to now that we don't talk like there's some really objectionably horrible ones that get national news and notoriety that everybody talks about but think about how many garden variety horrible murders probably happen that don't make national news that don't make the news circuit more that, kids have died in chicago from gunshot wounds than covid yes it was something like 302 deaths this year it's been a lot of shootings yeah. yeah, 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 and I don't, I can't even confidently say year. It might be month. Well, yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe he'd be like, yeah, but when you look at it in the entire year, <laughs> COVID kicked the shit out of those kids, <laughs> those kid murders. It's just a bunch of kids riddled with bullets, and it's like, well, COVID clearly killed them. Oh Jesus! Those, don't. You count those as COVID deaths. <laughs> don't, don't do that. That's such an argument online. Of course it is about the comorbidities and how they're like, listen, if this guy's diabetic and he's like, he's fat, he's big. Ob- let's say obesity. Like, this guy's obese and he dies of COVID. You're really gonna say that COVID killed him? I'm like, the dude was obese for seven years. Of course it was COVID that fucking killed him. <laughs> it, it tipped w- it over the edge. Yeah, it wasn't the obese. Certainly, it's it's comorbidities. And everyone's like, oh well, so you're just worried about people with you know comorbidities. Everyone else is gonna be fine. Like is the argument. Like if you don't have a comorbidity, you'd be you'll be okay. And I'm like, yeah, but that's like. 25 to 50 percent of the american population alone has some kind of comorbidity that exacerbates covid yeah you're acting like comorbidities are the minority yeah exactly i found that i was like oh my god and it's also just a terrible argument anyway like you're saying like okay we get that if you if you if you are larger you have a higher chance of covid kicking the shit out of you just like if you're a smoker you have a higher chance of covid kicking the shit out of you these are not new things the difference is they're sitting like well why don't you fucking shame those people into getting healthy and you go yeah obesity never spread through air contact it's not the same fucking <laughs> you, thing you fucking you potato imagine just chris christie's in a crowded room a two he sneezes and everybody just grows <laughs> like a giant ass it's like that scene in willy wonka everyone turns into grapes <laughs> just, oh no they all get rolled out to cheerful songs um you, dude i just i don't get it but i see that argument all the time and i don't like or, or the argument of like well Look how many people are in car accidents from drunk driving. You don't see anyone doing anything about that. I'm like, I see tons of shit being done about that. We've been doing shit about that since the 70s. What do you think fucking age limits on drinking and age limits on driving and having to get licensed? What do you think all of that regulation came from? When you like, you, what was it? What That movie about uh, Cheney starts with him Vice. fucking hammered at the side of the road in the yeah. 50s as a good old boy and he rose from there to fucking vice president because it was a different time and all this regulation has happened over the past fucking 50 to 70 years i hate the argument like well fucking the government shouldn't be stepping in to tell me how to live my life like they do every fucking day you moron but the government has certain functions it needs to maintain the roads and it does need to keep you safe from yourself 
on certain occasions. Because here's the thing. In pure moral theory, I agree that the vaccine mandate should give you pause. Now, I understand. Sure, I guess. Because it is the government stepping in and saying, hey, we need you to do this. It is not the same thing as the government showing up and putting the needle in your neck and saying, we'll fucking kill you if you don't do this. So I'm not trying to be an alarmist. But the concept of the government saying, you must do this, I would agree, should give everybody pause. It's the way these people go about it Uh that bothers me. Well, and see, it's the, yeah, it's the kind of thing where they sit there and they'll talk about how it's fascism. And maybe I'm arguing too much into semantics here, but it's not fascism, it's fascism it's as much as it is like a nanny state where they're sitting there looking at you going, you aren't a big enough boy to do the right thing, so we're going to use government tax-mandated incentives to make sure that your companies do the right thing. Here's the thing. If I could get a job riding around in a little, like, dog catcher vehicle just shooting blow darts full of the vaccine at assholes in MAGA shirts. Sure. You, you wouldn't even have to pay me that much. I would have yeah. the time of my life. The hardest part would be timing them all to get them another two to three weeks later, depending on what you blow down right. the first one. Johnson and Johnson, fuck! Here's the thing. You vindicate them by putting a chip in it as well, so you can tell, oh, you it's can, been a month. Track them. Better go get them. Damn I'd be it. like the crocodile hunter. I knew Daddy Gates was in on this. I had somebody the other day who was talking about how, like, it was, like, they were, how can you trust Pfizer, and how can you trust all these companies making these these... You know, they're making money off of it, doing all that. I was like, yeah, like, but you probably go to McDonald's and trust the McNuggets every fucking day, man. Uh, and I guess that's a bad argument. But the point being is, who did you want to make the vaccine? Who did you want to make it? Tyson Chicken Nuggets? Are they the guys who should be rolling out the vaccine That's what they us? should be doing, yes, is putting it in Tyson any Yeah, There's already enough antibiotics in that thing to kill a fucking polar bear. So, yeah, might as well stick some COVID vaccine in there, too. America has spoken, and they want liquid nacho cheese. Well, That's how you get them vaxxed. There might potentially be, like, a daily preventative pill you can take soon for COVID. For COVID? Yeah. I'm not sure if it's going to be a daily thing you got to take, but maybe that'll make you feel better. I'd feel much better about getting a shot in the arm than taking a pill every day. Yeah. I would feel much, much better about that. I just, I'm getting so tired of it. I just want to get back to normal. Here's the thing, man. I was just thinking about that. And on some level, I knew this, but somebody pointed out the other day, they were like, remember after 9-11 when everybody was waiting for things to go back to normal? <laughs> it never happened. Cut to, yeah, and no. that's that's us. It's now, mean, you're right. You're right. It's Things are never going to go back to the way they were. And it's kind of depressing. Uh, because before COVID, I was doing pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> you were thriving. I was. I was like, you know what, guys? I think I finally found my little my little place in the world. You know, I'm just gonna walk, <whistles> just walk into work yep. and everything. Mail on a Sunday. Hmm. Wow. Life yeah. never stops surprising me. Yeah. I'm going to shred a bunch of Quaker Oats boxes and build myself a little gerbil nest. Yeah. But instead, uh, life had different plans. Uh, you know, and that's what it is. I guess what I meant is some semblance of normal. But because uh, honestly, I, I'm one of the people who believes that COVID definitely ramped up the whole work from home movement and a lot of workers rights movements, because you see everyone who's like, jobs are available again. Why nobody want to come work for my shit wages? Like and that I kind of makes me feel a little better about society where but also a little bit worse because half of society doesn't understand that. Like, well, I make $80,000 a year of my cushy office job. Why don't that guy want to serve me while I look down on his position? Yeah, and they're like, well, when the economy tanks, it's going to be your fault. It's like, no, motherfucker, it's going to be your fault because you set shit wages that don't entice anyone. Yeah, like the reason that Ruby Tuesdays can pay these people so poorly is because they consolidated the market. (laughs) 
I, I don't know. That's another job I would love if like failing businesses were like, listen, our only option left is to collect the insurance on this place. Would you burn it down for us discreetly? So oh, it's just great. me going through Ruby Tuesday, pouring gasoline. Goodbye, Ruby Tuesday. No, I'm so okay. bummed no one else was here to see that and just light a match. <laughs> yeah. I left the boombox inside. Oh, oh, I'll get another fuck, one. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty fun. I uh, yeah, I think about that now because I am still riding the unemployed wagon, and uh, I'm trying to think about how to re-enter the job sphere because, you know, I I look at going back to New York potentially or just you know finding a job around here for a little while, and I've had a couple offers for jobs that I've turned down because I'm so smart. <laughs> you <laughs> which, know your worth. Which is well, I'm telling you, I just know like I'm like I'm not gonna waste your time by being here for two months and then telling you guys all that I want to put a bullet in my mouth and having you guys have that HR meeting where you come around and talk about how those jokes, no matter how innocuous, aren't okay in the workforce, and then I feel uncomfortable working there every day with everyone looking over me like I'm a suicide watch. Rory, you can't blackpill the I people. I nip that in the bud. <laughs> I uh and I you know I did work I've talked about it enough where I worked at that place for a little while and uh, nothing is ever better or has felt ever better than a job that I felt super comfortable leaving the moment something I wasn't okay with came up and I brought it to their, to their attention in the process of walking away, knowing they weren't going to do anything about it, having them try to explain to me why it was okay and be able to be like, (laughs) no, I can leave now. There's nothing more satisfying than that. If you're in my position right now, I wholeheartedly suggest you try it. But in terms of really re-entering the workforce, I got no fucking clue because I don't want to go back to those types of jobs. I'd like to go back to a position in a workforce where I feel like I'm on even footing with the company, where they respect that I'm there and want me there to help make the company better. And I like being there in that position because I know that's the, the dynamic. That is the funniest joke either of us has ever made on the show. <laughs> I just want to point that out. It's so depressing. <laughs> But you get what I'm saying? I feel like that's got to exist somewhere. I just never experienced it because I've always been a part of, like, multinational companies. Yeah. And they very much grind you down when you're on the bottom of that totem pole. Well, and it's like I I see what you're saying because there was a company in Austin when we were living there. I interviewed with them twice for a company called Main Street Hub. And basically what they did was, like, reputation management and social media management. Oh, fun. So if, like, (laughs) if you go on Yelp and you're like, yeah, I was at La Abundanza and I found a finger in my penne a la vodka, which would never happen because, as we know, La Abundanza, Abundanza. you trust them. Absolutely. The freshest Mm. ingredients. This podcast brought to you by... Real racism, like in the old country. (laughs) You you get in there. Tell you what, I've never felt like I had a better experience. When they turned my wife away, I knew I was home. Anyways, go on. And I definitely went in there and ate without her while she sat on the curb (laughs) smoking cigarettes. Just just like the old days. (laughs) A dog pissed on her. It was a great night. Um, But yeah, basically, like you go on and you trash them on Yelp. We have to respond and be like, we're so sorry. Can we offer you a gift certificate for Crazy Nuts? So your your damage control for certain companies. Yes. And then other ones you have to write like, "Uh oh, you better come on down to La Abundanza because it's bottomless shrimp popper night. Crazy breadsticks. And you have to make it cool. It's like the people that run the Wendy's Twitter. Like, oh, my God, they're so bae. I don't know what people say about (laughs) cool stuff. It's on fleek. I'm just going to use old terminology. Yeah, I wonder if the, everyone's like, old man. They're like, oh, well, shit. I just imagine a 70-year-old going, yeet, yeet, and like skateboarding down the road. <laughs> I skeet, skeet, motherfucker. Yeah. Um, but Up yeah, yours, it, gentlemen. It was reputation management, but then like you get into, and that's not something I'm interested in, but 
at least it could have been interesting. Yeah, because you get to manipulate people. What fun. Yeah, I do that for <laughs> free. You're going to pay me for that? But then you go into the building, and it was like the corporate culture was the cold brew coffee and beers after three on Fridays and ping pong and a reading nook and all the teams have fun themes like the Ghostbusters team is one and back to the future. It's all eighties movies. It's like the HR reps from across the country all got together and pulled their workers about what they thought would be the most homogenized way to make the environment work cool. So they brought in a ping pong table and a little micro brew that you can only listen within reason. Everybody saw what happened with Todd last Tuesday. (laughs) Seriously though, Todd, you're an alcoholic. Don't ask him to see his ping pong ball trick. Yeah. You're not going to like it. <laughs> but, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that was, my last, that was my last company. It was all kinds of shit like that. Well, it's been found that you really need to do an employee appreciation day because it increases morale by X number of percent. And, you know, like, you're like, okay, fucking great. But half these people don't want to go. And all of their managers show up in the cars that they own off the backs of the people working below them. And I'm talk- talking about, like, the, oh, look at that guy in the Audi. I'm talking about, like, fucking Maserati. Like, gorgeous fucking... I'm telling you, these two guys drove in in Lambos at our uh, employee appreciation day, and I was like, what the fuck? What is this? What am I supposed to be appreciating right now? That hubcap is worth more than me for the next three years. Ah! And he's like, well, I had my beers. I'm going to leave. And I'm like, I get to ride the bus back into the city. Tee-hee. Tee-hee-hee. It reminds me once again to keep the what we do in the shadows relevant. I was saying before, it's that line where it's like, well, you know, if you tell people you're a family, yeah. you can get them to do a lot of degrading shit. Yeah. So I and, don't know. and it's true. A, little, true. a ping pong table will earn your fealty and make you work that much harder. And the thing is, I would slay in a corporate culture like that. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought I would until one day I kind of went, <laughs> rip, tear. And next person who came, I was like, I'm sorry, Karen. Actually, her name. I'm not going to help you with this because it's 4 o'clock. That's what I leave. She's like, oh, oh, this is supposed to be out for tomorrow. I'm like, I'm going home. Well, Karen, that sounds like a you problem. And then the next day, guess who gets yelled at? This guy. I started doing it for her because it was better than losing my job, which I lost anyways. Thanks, Karen. Thank you. That would be, that would be, like... You think I'm telling you, you think it's fun, and it is fun for a while until you're like a year in, and you're like, "This is my life." But I don't give a shit. This my is, my this ping, is who I am. Now. My ping pong table would just be being a merciless wild card. Yeah, just showing up one day. It's like, oh my god, Alex is doing donuts, and I'm just doing the bit <laughs> on top my mouth of my donuts. desk. And then the next day, I do a Bobcat Goldthwait, and I set my chair on fire. You know, they probably fire you. That's they, maybe they, they'd probably fire. You. Maybe not. They'd probably. be like, "Hey, we're switching your position." You are now the captain of morale, and we need you to do some weird <laughs> shit every day. Well, it sounds like you're relegating me to a dead-end position. <laughs> no, it only pays 5K less a year. What are you talking about? I'll stay here forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just come in with I those Chinese spite. dragon dancers one day, just like everyone's naked under them, yep. all connected by dicks and butts. I just that was an unnecessary detail, but I have you know, commitment to the bit. Yeah, it's too late now. Everyone heard it. Cats out of the bag now. You were telling a story about Texas and you, how you're going to get a job there, and we kind of got off track. Was there anything else you wanted? To, was there any other ending? Thing? No, I covered the sexual, like the 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 human dragon is the sexual version of the human centipede. Well, the human centipede well, I got is the there. sexual version yeah, of the human I centipede. I got there. I didn't need explanation on that. I understood. I deserve some kind of award. I watched the human centipede while eating lo mein. I don't know. I've never watched the human centipede. Nor will I. No, nor will you. It's not. It's not for me. I'll it's never not worth Tusk time. either. Tusk sucked. That's what I heard. Which is whatever. But I love body horror. Justin Long would be in better things. I know. I know. 
he was on a roll there. Accepted his first starring role. I'm like, yeah. well, it's thinly written. This character's just like a shitty knockoff Ferris Bueller. Yeah, but he tried to carry it, you know? He did his best. Yeah. I sat there and said, the problem is not him. The problem was not him. Yeah. And look at who else was in that. Um, Yona Hill. Yeah. And look what happened with his career. Couldn't bring Justin Long along. Jonah Hill. Yeah. Bring Real selfish. Along. Real selfish stuff. Blake Lively went on to do great things, namely Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, and wow, it was Blake Lively. Yeah. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy to think about. I think. Probably some other ones in there. I think they're the only ones that made it out unscathed. Well, maybe. You never know. I bet you the other ones were like in some other things. Probably had some indie work. Especially because, you know, you just that's, that's how that translates. But like real, real high-level top Hollywood stuff, no. You know, only a couple of them got there from accepted. <laughs> real, real ace story. Jonah oh, Hill went Louis from uh, screaming about his wiener to getting nominated for Academy and Awards. And Louis Black was in that, too. He was. Yes, he was. He sure was. But he was already well-established at that point. Yeah. Yeah. He has been since Jesus. He was one of the draws that yeah. they grabbed to bring people to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny to think about. I don't know. I get tired of talking about the Hollywood thing because you look at Jonah Hill and you go, wow, what a great career he made for himself. And you go, no, he knew the right people. He knew Dustin Hoffman's kids. Yes. That's so, how that happened. So he had connections. He knew what he wanted to do and he went and grabbed it. He's, a, he's just another shade of Nicolas Cage. And then he got his sister into it. And I'm like, you know what? Jonah Hill, good in the right thing, not universally good. No. He's an insufferable douchebag. I read an, uh, an interview oh, with really? him. Oh, my God. That's too bad because from what I had gathered, he seemed like the kind of guy that everybody just kind of like picked on as being like the fun fat guy from buddy, like buddy comedy kind of movies, like super bad and that kind of shit. And uh, so I'd seen a lot of interviews of him where they were like, Everybody would be asking, be like, well, what's it like? What's Leonardo DiCaprio like? And like, instead of asking him questions about his process, about the work or things, they like try to get his interview to be about him talking about other people. Yeah. And you're like, kind of a shitty thing. But it's like when you ask women, like, how do you manage time to be a, a senator and do your makeup? Yeah, exactly. You just get you go, Jonah Hill and it's like, how bad does your fupa smell? Yeah. And I'll be like, fuck off, dude. At a certain point, I'd probably be mean to him too. There's that whole kind of like, I need to be nice for you paparazzi culture that like kind of fucking sucks. Like I saw a video, like I don't like Kanye West any more than I think the next person does in terms of his personality. But I felt kind of bad for him when I saw this video that popped up on the internet of him, like walking out of his house at like 4am to do something like he had to bring trash out or something like he'd forgotten to do. And there's just a pop, like there's a guy waiting for him and just crushes him with the flashbulb lights. Just, Hey, look, it's Kanye. Good morning, Kanye. He's like, dude, it's 430 in the fucking morning. What are you doing out front of my house? And the dude's like, hey, Kanye, what's the next big thing going? And just does the fucking paparazzi thing. And he's like, man, you got to get the fuck out of here. Whoa, it's okay, Kanye. And it's like, no, it's not okay, dude. Like, I wish I had money because what I would do is I would ruin every paparazzi's life. Like, if you could get me a pool from every celebrity, get like 100 mil together, be like, yeah, I'll just go out there and my job will be getting me and a team of like three people to ruin the paparazzi's lives. Follow them around yeah, like paparazzi. follow them around and wait for them. Like, I don't care what time that douchebag who's hiding in your trash till 2 a.m. gets off because he's got to sleep at some point. When he's getting ready to go hunker down at 3 p.m. somewhere in his apartment, I'll be there hammering on his door going, Tom, 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 what are the pictures of Kanye look like? Tom, can we see the pictures, Tom? Tom! I'll just be that guy. Tom, are you having another Hungry Man dinner for one tonight? Exactly. I'll I'm so sorry your wife left you. Like, Tom, we only know this. We just want questions. We just looked through your trash, Tom. I'll just, I will be that guy. Wow, you sure beat off a lot, Tom. Yeah, exactly. Um, your camera equipment looks really expensive, Tom. That's why I love Russell Crowe, because he just beats up paparazzi. He just punches him. He doesn't care. He just does it. I love him. Yeah. I love him. He's a sack of shit, and I wish he was my grandpa. Well, don't get me wrong, man. I saw that. There was another one. It was... Um, 
Elijah Wood. Mm-hmm. Now, Elijah Wood seems like the kind of guy who'd be pretty fucking innocuous, you know? But dude's got a temper, just like anybody else. And he's pulling out of his apartment complex out of, like, it's clearly got, like, a garage attached below. So he's pulling up and out of it, and they clearly know he's coming because they have walled him off. They're in front of his car. They're to the left and the right. And they're shining so much light through his windshield that you can see the distaste on his face. And he can't see. He can't see to pull out of the fucking driveway. He can't see what's going on. He can't see if he's about to fucking hit somebody. And he, eventually he's like, you got to fucking move, motherfucker. And he's shouting at the people like, holy shit, Frodo's so pissed. And he's just so fucking mad. I get it. But, like, you never would expect to see some of these people who seem like they're probably pretty reasonable, nice people just getting angry, so fucking mad at the paparazzi. It makes me feel kind of bad for them. Like, it's that question, like, is, is it, you know, is it worth it? <laughs> this is the question that I posed last episode. Yeah, it's the, the box. gilded cage. You're right, it is. We have talked. We're in a circle, man. You've We're in a come loop. come around. Fuck. Now you see what I see. I see the frustration at the same time if I had a million dollars, probably a million dollars. <laughs> Sticking to your position, I see. Well I done. My laurels. Well, well dude, done. I, I feel bad for them, though. Having seen that stuff, it gave me a different perspective. I do feel bad. It's impossible not to, because I'm like, what is the value here? Like, when did we stop appreciating actors for the roles they played? And, well, I can tell you when it happened. It was uh, the marriage of Elizabeth Taylor and Richard Burton. That oh. was really the turning point of, like, when did we become interested in the lives of stars? I was going to say the beginning More of so than the magazine. roles they played. I was going say whenever People Magazine started. I think that was well after... Uh, Burton and Taylor. Oh, well, then. So it looks like I'm right. <laughs> oh. Well, I'm sure there was something else that did it, like USA Today or some other fucking... Yeah, it's the just... tabloid varieties or... Everything fucking. before that was like an open secret. The story about how... I think it was David Niven. He was hanging out with Laurence Olivier and... <laughs> Ooh, name dropping. And Marlon Brando and I think maybe like Vera Miles or something. Yeah. Having a pool party. And David Niven comes back from taking a leak and Brando and Laurence Olivier are just going at it like two mice in a wool sock in the pool oh yeah huh. and it's like hey do you think but a mad like today yeah. jonah hill's not going to get away with doing that no no i mean him he, and michael sarah just going at it on top of a, a pool table now you want to talk about jim and Leo. pam i think all of us have been waiting for that since super bad for yes. those two to get for together those two to finally just kids. deal with it come on it's like mila kunis and ashton kutcher yeah we always they, wanted it they put they put it off for so long and then eventually they were like yeah there's a reason we were so good the chemistry was so good it's because there was really something there yeah isn't it funny the way art imitates life sometimes <laughs> dude that reminds me of a, a reddit <laughs> post i saw where this guy goes hey uh straight guy here uh i'm definitely straight but i'm super horny and i have a class and there's this guy, and like, I don't know, <laughs> I'd let him suck my cock, so I don't know, how do I ask him? Do I ask him on a date, or do I just go, do you want to suck my cock? And so all, these gay bro, guys, gay. <laughs> all these gay guys weigh in, and they're like, hey, just ask him if he wants to suck your dick. I know if you did, I would. And they keep asking the guy more clarifying questions. He's like, well, to be clear, I'm only attracted to this guy, and a couple guys from camp. <laughs> And they're like, you're not straight. And he's like, no, I definitely am. I just, I think women are annoying and I'd rather fall in love with a man but have sex with a woman, except for men who are effeminate looking. So you're bisexual. No, I'm straight. No, you're not. <laughs> no, I'm definitely straight in that I've only had sex with two women and mostly guys. And two dudes. <laughs> okay, I've never had sex with a woman. I love sucking cock. Yeah, just a bunch of dudes. So like, you're gay. No, I'm straight. No. <laughs> That's when the insults start to fly. It was just so funny. And all the gay guys on the forum were being like, so nice to this idiot yep. helping him discover it. himself yeah 
it must be a tough process. Like for you, like think about doing that in like your early 20s, like or at the college. Like I'm sure college is probably confusing, but also a little more forgiving than being at home. But it's like, God, I don't think there's probably an easy time at all. I know plenty of people. Unless you're a sociopath. <laughs> yeah. I just, that's the story. the story of Rodney, the sociopathic gay. See, they can be monsters too. <laughs> yeah. Nobody has a monopoly on it, folks. <laughs> and I, I won't out anybody, no pun intended. Well, no, actually, no pun intended. Listen, I've known plenty of awful outing. gay people. <laughs> well, I know much plenty all of the people, gay people I know are bad. No, I'm just kidding. Catty bitches. <laughs> but there were people in uh, college who were like, no, I'm definitely straight. And then they all had sex with my one friend. Yeah. And they would tell me about it as I drove them home. Yeah. So, you know. I had one friend in college who had dated a guy who eventually ended up deciding that, or, you know, not deciding, <laughs> figuring out that he was gay. Ah, words. And uh, he'd been dating this girl for a long time. She just could not get over it. Mm. So I saw the opposite of that, where she was like, no, 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 maybe he is, though. Maybe he is straight. And we're like, oh, sweetie. Sweetie, no. No, he's not. Like, he is, he is over it and moved on. I mean, we can be friends. Oh, my God, we can't be friends. <laughs> Okay. Did I ever tell you about my time with the Velvet Mafia? No. The, you have to explain what the Velvet Mafia is. So it's a term that's used nationally, but this was, oh. I guess, like a sect of the Hells Angels, except they're <laughs> having sex with each other. So like... Like the real Hells Angels. Like bikers. Right. So, so you were rolling around with a biker gang. I mean, not necessarily. They were... They were I'm much like, dumb. They were much like the Mafia in the sense that they were also catty and had impeccable fashion sense. But, like, their Sopranos opening was like, woke up this morning, got yourself a gun, while you're driving around New Jersey, and another man is going down on you during the opening credits. Now I get it. So this is where this is going. Yes. Here's the thing. This is not a story that will portray gay people in a very positive light. Hanging out with them, you say. However... Well, the problem is they were hanging out with me because every crew... (laughs) I wasn't hanging out with them. They were with me. Exactly. They needed a token straight. Oh, a token okay. breeder. So that was you. And that was me. Did they explain that to you? Oh my god, totally. Oh, they they like this is this is not you just like making a joke. This is this is the explanation. Yeah, no, they would insult me to my fucking face, <sighs> and I'd be like, "Thank you, sir. May I have another?" This is getting so much better. So you you put up with abuse from a bunch of um, yeah, a bunch of abusive gay men. Go on. Well, they loved it. They loved it. They're like, "Oh my god, we have a built-in punching bag. It was just this giant straight galoot," and they. <laughs> They loved it. They were like, we're going out tonight. And they'd show up in like pink blazers and like just the tightest pants. You could tell everyone's religion just by looking down their leg. And like, You're like I'm in a sweatshirt. Then there's me <laughs> in sweatpants and I ate the big one at Tony Roma's. And I was like, I thought this was appropriate for going out with a bunch of gay guys. Like, They'll know. They did not see the irony. No. Um, like they, they probably gave you a lot of shit for that. But, like, my, my roommate was fairly well connected with these guys. He wasn't. Like La Cosa Nostra, he was adjacent. Was it like was it like he was Italian, so like he wasn't he wasn't from where is it Sicily? Sicily. Or, so he couldn't ever be made. Rory, this is exactly correct. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is, he was not a gold star gay, which in the gay community is like you can never be a made man because you're not Italian. And a gold star gay is a gay who has never had sex with a woman. Oh, and he has had sex with a woman. He lost his virginity to a woman. I see. Because he was in denial of being gay. How restrictive. Correct. <laughs> and it cost him a position in the hierarchy of the Velvet Mafia. <laughs> Pretty close-minded of you gay guys. <laughs> Just showing that you guys are monsters, too. This That's always <laughs> been my position. This is, this is it. This is where we get canceled. This is the one. I don't know. I think we're, we're demystifying something that's... No, you're right. We're talking about... Very it. important. Everybody can be bad. Everybody can be elitist. 
they there are gay people buying and selling people right now. It's a horrible world. Go yeah, on. listen. Um, yeah, no, they were they were a lot of fun. They loved to do ecstasy, and I had not done it. And they dosed me one night. Oh god! At a party, because the thing is, there are no. Do you like to get wet? Now you do. <laughs> Hope you like to get sticky. Jesus. They there are no gay bars in Burlington. But there are bars that do gay nights. So Red Square did Bear Night. Oh. And they decided boy. to take me to Bear Night. And you went to Bear Night. I did. And All I was six the, foot four of you, or six foot three, or whatever you are. Oh, my. I was that bell at a ball. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone likes me. I'm so popular. I broke so many hearts dun, 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 and got dun, dun, so dun, dun, many dun, dun. free drinks. <laughs> it was so great. I, nice. I just pricked teased so many gay guys. Well, it's so nice to think that you're wanted, though, too, because ladies. Honestly, you don't do that. I have never, no. I've never been at a bar and had a girl buy me a drink. You know, oh, it's from that lady over there, and I look over and she gives you the wink. Yeah, and you go, gross. Yeah, the closest I am I not got, an object. No, the closest I got to that was that lady trying to Jody Foster me on the pinball machine. Yeah, that that's was pretty, lovely. pretty disgusting. I mean, everybody's been hit on, yeah, know, out in the wild before, whether it was good or bad. But I can't say I've ever like had that. Like no one's ever been like, let me buy you a drink. You know, like apropos of nothing, like a friend has bought me a drink. I've had friends that are women who are like, I'll pick up the drink. Sure. Um, but never like that woman over there, that group of <laughs> horny bachelorettes. <laughs> they want to take me home and use me in some kind of yeah. witchcraft ceremony. They look abusive over there in their sashes and moo-moos. <laughs> uh, later, I would find it was them that wanted to have their way with me. And that was that was my night out at Bear Night, which was like all these guys that were like, oh, well, who's this tall, chubby drink of water? Who's the new one? <laughs> who's this obvious chode? <laughs> um, but then it got really awkward because one of our professors was there in a leather vest and a cap. And we were I like, I know exactly which one you're talking time about. Time to go. Because uh, the same thing happened to some of my gay friends. And that professor happened to also do some adjunct professoring over at our college. And... Uh, that was the story. I was like, yeah. Uh, so he was teaching this class, and then I saw him at, I believe it was, it wasn't Nectar's. It was probably Red Square. They no, did a bear night. It wasn't It wasn't Red Square. It was um, Was it Higher Half Ground. Lounge? Oh, it was Higher Ground. Was higher Ground. Did like oh. a dance night, and they saw him there all up on somebody. Oh, he was doing a little adjunct professoring that <laughs> night. Oh, nothing wrong with it, but kind of a weird thing. Imagine seeing like your teacher out there. Like, you taught me in the third grade. <laughs> and she's like, what? So am I getting lucky tonight, kid? Now you're being led around on a chain by a <laughs> yeah. grown fat man. Dude, the funniest thing, too, was actually I misspoke because there was one gay bar in Burlington. And it, it was uh, the Three Needs, which was affectionately referred to as the rug shop. Wait, really? That was a... Uh... The Needs started out as a lesbian haunt. Really? Yeah. I went in there so many times and saw so many cute women, and now I make that makes so much sense. Uh uh-uh. uh. That makes so much more yep. sense now. I always, I mean, just to be fair, it wasn't like, oh, I went home alone from the three needs, so obviously. It was <laughs> <laughs> if none of those women want to sleep with me. Because guess what? I also the same of every other bar in Burlington. But that's funny because I went in there a yes. bunch of times with a bunch of different people. Yeah, I used to go in there all the time. And at one point, I, I used to love the, the three needs. And I suggested it to these guys. And they looked at me like I used the F-bomb on them. They're like, we're not going to a lesbian bar. Are you insane? Really? And I was like, it's not a lesbian bar. It just 
oh my god and then i just look back and <laughs> i'm like back at all so the, many chain wallets oh, so many chain wallets and friendly women with short haircuts playing pool together just arm wrestling me and asking me if kari yeah. and aline were single yeah just the flashback two women aggressively kissing while their hands are in each other's butt pockets You're like huh black Okay, this makes a lot more sense now. Dude, The Needs was popping. It was great. The Needs was an awesome bar. I don't care. I loved it. I don't give a crap if it's a straight, like, straight bars are just bars, but I don't care if it's a gay bar or whatever. If you're cool with me being there, every bar is a fun time if the people there are friendly. Yeah. That's why I don't go to certain bars where I'm from in downtown Barrie, because they are not friendly bars. Mm, No, they have pregnant bartenders who will try to stab you with a cocktail fork. They're the ones where when you're like, wow, the rare stabbing that happens in a place like Vermont is usually out out front of those bars. Yep. And they'll make t-shirts. I was there for the big stabbing of October 2020. (laughs) Now stop eyeballing me. (laughs) Yeah, dude. The the needs was really fun. Um, And then they moved into the old Parima. Which is an even better venue, Parima. Such good food, Parima. But the funniest thing was the 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 night these guys got into a huge fight with another roving band of gay guys. Ooh, because apparently so our the- group was the most obnoxious group of gay guys in one straight. Incredible. So you were with you were with like the mean girls of the Velvet Mafia. Yes, correct. You were in you were in the inside. Oh man, how lucky are you, dude? It was so fucking awesome because when they fight... It's a gay West Side story. I thought they were going to musical fight. I really did. But then they mostly just... Their their threats to each other just sound like sex shit they're going to do. They're just catty. You're (laughs) going to be wiping your dick on the drapes by the time I get done with you. Wow, okay. I don't... Is that a... Seems like a messy. Is this my place? Are we doing this in my place? (laughs) It's on my curtains. My mom bought those for me. Not in my fucking house. (laughs) But dude, they, they were like posturing and fighting and... Like, threatening each other, and then my roommate went home with two of them. <laughs> and the third the third guy chickened out, so he took well, two of them home. I'm, I'm so happy it has a, at least a, uh, a, a diffused conclusion. See? There yeah. was a twist. Yeah, with a twist. It's better than, like, half of M. Night Shyamalan's movies. Oh, my God, totally. Cause then, and then he went home with two of them. Not what I would have guessed. Like, just a shot of him, like, unhappy with a bloody nose. Nope. Sex. No. Oh, something got bloody, all right, yeah. but it wasn't a nose. That's that's why I uh, I envy the gay community because you can do stuff like that. Dude, you know, totally. it doesn't get as it doesn't get as confusing. You know, two guys and a girl. You're gonna, that's that's some t- two girls and a guy, just same problem. All gals, all guys. What's the problem? It was all chaps. <laughs> it was all and chaps. I enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, and then these guys, yeah, they just had themselves a time, and one of them came out to get water <laughs> at some point. <laughs> they just had themselves a time. They had a gay old time. I was just hanging out in the kitchen taking notes. I was in the living room playing Guitar Hero at 2 a.m. <laughs> with our other roommate when one of the guys walked out in his underwear, and we just looked at him, and we were like, you going to hop on drums or what? <laughs> he just walked back into my roommate's room. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude. We need a third. Dude, they were so much fucking fun. They would go out and just try to, like, gaslight confused Republicans and rednecks into having gay sex. That was just, like, what they did for sport. It was amazing. And as far as Uh, I know, only one of them succeeded at that. I mean, hell, that's still more than you would think. That's points on the board. I have to respect him for that. Mm -hmm. They were were classic cruisers, and they were so (laughs) much fun to hang out with. They were so much fucking fun to hang yeah. out. Sincerely. Oh, no. I mean, I, yeah. They, they abandoned me as soon as I got a girlfriend. They were like, wow. Uh, well, see, my, my friends in college who were gay did the nice thing of like, they'd be like, Rory, if you're looking to meet a nice girl, 
don't go to a party dressed the way you are right now. <laughs> you should be embarrassed the way you look. You're a slob. Yeah, and I'm just like, well, I never thought about it, so I guess I'll take your advice. Like, we're going to go get – they'd, like, go out and help me buy some shirts and stuff, and then I'd go back. We'd go to a party, and, like, somebody would be like, oh, my God, Rory, like, I love that shirt. I'd be like – Look at and you just look over and there'd be one of them just like looking at you knowingly like <laughs> just lower their sunglasses yeah. at you. They just give you the nod and the wink and there's that little glint in their eye. Ha <laughs> ha! Ding! You're like everything's gonna be all right. How am I gonna fuck this up now? <laughs> and then that was the second half of the night. And they just watch you and cry. Some yeah. people can't be taught. And I'm just outside the window and there's a woman yelling at me inside. Come to my window! And she just slaps the shit out of me and runs off. <laughs> She's like, I'm going to pretend your name is Mary. And then I walk inside and go, let's go upstairs to the room and play Super Smash Brothers. Girls are dumb. <laughs> and then come inside, wait by the light of the moon. Camera pans out. Credits. You just look at your roommate. Maybe we should kiss just to break the tension. <laughs> yeah. Just, you know, see what it's like. Uh, yeah, it was, it was delightful. And they just kept me as their big, dumb pet. And I was fine with that. And they would ask, they'd be like, so what kind of girls do you like? And I'd be like, fat ones. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and like, don't you think it's a little reductive to call girls fat? I'm like, well, if they're fat. <laughs> life is life. It's you don't just accurate. You don't think they know? I am also fat. At the time, I was fat. And I'm like, hey, you know what? We make great salt and pepper shakes. A fisherman always sees another fisherman from across the pond. Yes. <clears throat> yes. We know what we're looking for. And they love that. And they'd be like, how about this one? And they'd just like point them <laughs> oh, out. <geez. laughs> I'm like, uh, they're just trying to do like a breeding program. They just want like <laughs> fat puppies. Well, it's nice of your friends because I'd be like, I'm into so-and-so. They'd be like, mm, no, you can't. You're not going to get her. You, you can't get that caliber of person. I'd be like, really? They'd be like, no, that's never going to happen. And I'd be like, oh, okay. I realize a lot of college was me being gaslit by various people. Yeah, mostly gay guys because <laughs> yeah. they can be monsters too. Why did you do it to me? No, but it, I mean, pretty objectively probably true. Rory, we're it, not talking about retargeting your ambitions. We're talking about lowering them yeah. altogether. We're talking about letting you know what you have the possibility of succeeding at. And it's not this, Rory. It's not this. And you know what? Looking back on it, they were right. <laughs> Just They had your back. At the same time, I really did get sad when I heard that Gretzky quote about missing when you don't take the shot 100%. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, Gretzky got me pegged. I feel yeah. like that guy, you'd see the girls, like, oh, he's kind of cute. I'd be like, oh, good night. And just, <laughs> uh, uh, this is taking a, a, a side to me getting drunk, so it's not going to work out well. Yeah. And that was always what was so fun about hanging out with, the, again, not having gay bars, hanging out with gay guys, yeah. impeccably dressed. And you're talking to some girl, and she's like, yeah, hey, listen, what's that guy's deal? And I'm like, he's making out with another man while yeah. he's sticking his hand down the back of his <laughs> pants. I'm like, bitch, cut it out. What do you think this is? <laughs> I'm not going to uh, serve my friends up to you. How dare you? We're getting brunch tomorrow. I always think about all those times. I go, man, I'm sure I have crazy stories like that. If only I could remember them. Correct. Because college was a little fuzzy for me. Yeah, well. Not all of it. I got good grades. <laughs> I think. I got to go look at my transcripts. Holy shit. I made shit. it out. I got a degree. I majored in economics. Yeah. I never realized that. Holy shit. I had a minor. What the fuck? <laughs> that is so weird. Oh, never mind. It's just a ketchup stain. <sighs> well, you find something new every day. Life just keeps throwing surprises <laughs> at you. Well, that's weird. It's always funny because like I didn't keep social media. I didn't keep any of that. I didn't save any of my pictures. So every now and then you'll catch up with somebody and they're like, oh, do you remember this? And it's just a picture of me like dead to the world, screaming into the void with a bottle of Crown Royal in Drenched my hand. Drenched in blood. Yeah, just like, what is this? And those are always the funnest. Yeah. I'm like, oh, look how young we are. 
It's like a fairy tale. Well, there's a guy in the background just taking hits off a little bottle of ranch dressing. Yeah. Straight. Through his eyeball. (laughs) Well, it's always fun because they look at it. I always have those conversations with friends. I'm like, oh, yeah, we sure were crazy. I'm like, I did that last week. Like, I don't. Maybe I should slow down. What's this were? Yeah. It's like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. I'm like, yeah, I I just don't drink hard liquor anymore. I just drink beer. (laughs) Am I safer? And that's my version of personal growth. (laughs) That's how I got better. I realized whiskey made me angries. I do cocaine like an adult, and I take a baby aspirin after. after. Yes, got to be good for the ticker. No, no more red meat. I've got this classy little spoon, so I know not to take too much. It's <laughs> <laughs> the worst thing ever. That was funny. When I was 12, I grew out my fingernails really long because I was like, eh, having talons would be fun because I'm 12 and I have no friends. And I cut <laughs> all of them except for my pinky. Oh, and my father was so pissed. He's like, people are going to think you have a Coke nail. I'm like, I'm 12. Yeah, I'm like, I'm 12 years old. You don't drink Coca-Cola yeah. with your fingernail, you I was, idiot. I was going to paint a, win- a picture of Winnie the Pooh on it. <laughs> you know? I'm going to get a manicure. <laughs> I wanted to like, so oh, bad. I'm definitely getting those clips now, he says. <laughs> yeah, dude. He's like, you got hands like a gerbil. What are you doing? You can't be doing that. Yeah. You're a young boy. Cut it out. That's a lot of... I feel like that was a lot of your youth was... <laughs> you being like, I hope I'm not weird. And I being like, you are. You're fucking weird. <laughs> he tells me every chance he gets, he's like, Cuck, man, I thought you were going to be gay. And then I walked into your room and I, I saw those posters of those supermodels on your wall. And I'm like, little did you know, that was double cover because I couldn't <laughs> hang posters of fat chicks on the wall. So I might as well have been gay because I put up the pictures of the supermodels. Just to lie to you. Because you can't accept me for who I am. <laughs> Just every, every night you like sneak under your bed and you pull out these pictures of these plump goddesses. Soon, my angel. Just Wendy's ads full of sad <laughs> women on scooters. <laughs> Why would Wendy's ads? <laughs> Listen, let's be honest. Every fast food commercial out there has never shown a single person who was actually their like main customer base ever. Nary a fatty. It's always a happy family sitting at one of the tables that you would never sit at because you're afraid it's covered with a fine film of pee. It is. It's just like, oh, look at that. <laughs> Did somebody say McDonald's? <laughs> no, no st- one said McDonald's. <laughs> I got stabbed in the ball pit <laughs> by, by one of the townie kids. There's so many calcified shits in here. I didn't know human shit turned <laughs> white like dog shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like the whole bottom. I thought it was. I thought it was on sand. Nope. Did that come in your Happy Meal? No, I got a fucking My Little Pony. But I also took this turd, so we can Crunchy fight poos. the My Little Pony. I just think back on it now, like how I, I've got to imagine that after COVID, there's going to be like this national outcry to like dismantle every play place. You know, you see some of those and they're indoors. Like I remember, uh, the, there's the in our town, there's a McDonald's and a Burger King. Across the street from one another. Mm-hmm. Age-old rivalry. Tale as old as time. Used to be a Taco Bell there. Didn't do well enough. Think it got some real... Yeah. That was a little further down the way, wasn't it? Yeah. There was a Taco Bell that used to be a little bit further down the way. I'm pretty sure they failed a couple of too many inspections and got closed down by the franchise. Um, anyways, Tales old times. Burger King versus McDonald's. And they're always just doing the things back and forth. But eventually comes down. McDonald's is getting a play place. And lo and behold... Burger King is also getting a play place. Well, how about that? And uh, they both take different approaches, you see. The McDonald's, they put their play place indoors, right? It's got a little bit of that, a little bit of technology. I think it was a GameCube in there for a little bit of time. <laughs> that didn't last long. What? Yeah, that didn't last very long. Um, but, you know, there's little games and stuff. There's a ball pit. How fun. Well, look at that over here. There's also a ball pit 
over at the Burger King side, and it's outdoors, and there's some slides and all this foam stuff to run on. Well, it turns out for different reasons both of them were bad ideas, because after a couple of weeks, the indoor McDonald's play place smelled like two things. Foot and the disinfectant used to clean up that foot smell. With just a hint of vomit. Yeah. yeah. And you're sitting there going, gee, I wonder if the, the reason it smells like both of these things is because the minimum wage workers of McDonald's couldn't give less of a fuck about getting on their hands and knees and cleaning through the fucking play place. Because why would they? So, I mean, you, you'd get out of there and be like, I think I've gotten diphtheria or some weird fucking... <laughs> Some weird disease you shouldn't have gone in. Rubella. With. Yeah, I've got what is crow fever? I've got it. Um, and you just come out with scarlet rouge in the cheeks. So it smells like shit. But that's not as bad as next door, right? Where all of the foamy floor and the fun stuff has just soaked up a fine layer of water over the past three rains and is now growing a nice, wonderfully breathable mold. So you're walking through there and you're kind of feeling like that would be what it would be like to be as healthy if you were like working in a factory with lots of steam and like just shit you're not supposed to breathe in like the air is not supposed to be thick inside an outdoor play place but nonetheless here we are and you will go down the slide and at the bottom there's just a little puddle at the bottom of the of the slide and that little divot area and you go whoosh through it didn't know it was a water slide but now it is and your ass is soaking wet oh, yeah. here comes the food but who gives a shit because your ass is fucking soaking wet in stagnant fucking rainwater. And your parents are pissed. Because you should have known. Yeah. And now you don't get a paper crown. Just but you did get yeah. to play with a stillborn yeah. seagull. God that's forbid. what counts. You could have put the toddler through first. Maybe her diaper would have soaked some of it up. Because she's not quite potty trained yet. You're a little being safe. She's got the huggies. Feels like a big girl, but doesn't have to feel so bad if there's an accident. Yeah, she's the canary in the coal mine. But you, you're the older guy. You had to go first. You're a big boy. You go. I'm not afraid to go down the slide. She's up there kind of crying a little bit, but the parent can't fit through it because it's made for people who are three foot fucking tall. So she's just trying to yell. To, Is you gotta just go down the slide? Wow, she's crying. You don't want to fucking deal with any of it, but it's play place for everybody, and who gives a shit? Because you're fucking nine. You go down first, ass wet, tail as old as time. Rest of it, that's just history. We should have gone to McDonald's until you go over there and you walk out. And instead of being soaking wet and getting a fungus that way, you've just got this natural fungus that formed yeah. just from contact. You're still wet, but it was an indoor scenario. Yeah. It's a dry fungus versus a, versus a cold, wet one. Yes. Pick your poison, folks. It's literal poison, too, so choose yeah. well. And it's always funny because it's the same thing. Well, we raised our kids right. Did you? <laughs> and see, I was too big for all that stuff. I've always been a fucking monster. Yeah. So I couldn't get easily get through the tubes. Yeah. Not like I was getting lodged, but I was too tall, mm -hmm. and I would just bonk my fucking head and start bawling, and no oh, one's yeah. coming in to get me. No. No, 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 no. Other kids are just, like, hitting me while I'm down. Let's throw balls at him. Yep. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fine. my That's God. Mm -hmm. And God forbid if you had a Chuck E. Cheese around, because that was basically what we're talking about on crack. That was just an indoor labyrinth. You're going to get lost in there. You're going to fall through that thing that's just like the the, the interconnected seat belts. Like they make the little four by four. Yeah. And it goes, you're just going to fall through that like pat, 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 pat. It's just a German S&M club in Dusseldorf for yeah. children. That they just painted red and yellow and green. Yeah. And they put those freaky animatronics in there that every now and then, because it's the wiring's not right, accidentally plays Duhast. Do. <laughs> the most amazing. <laughs> somebody, somebody please hack a Chuck E. Cheese someday so that they like, we've got a song for the kids. And it's just some fucked up. Yeah. It's just like Slayer Rainblood. <laughs> yeah. Just hooked up to Pornhub. <laughs> or it's a wasp. Fuck like a beast. <laughs> uh.
I think that's uh, who did that, right? Yeah. Wasp. They, uh, see, this is how Chuck E. Cheese could make a shit ton of money and really undercut that Dave and Buster's. Is you just <laughs> open the place at night, pull out some more adult prizes. Like, wow, I got 200 tickets. Uh, I got a butt plug. <laughs> just Chuck E. Cheese after dark. Yeah. It's just a Chuck E. Cheese face on a butt plug. Yeah. yeah. You're just like, wow. Chuck E. Cheese and all his friends come out in S&M gear. <laughs> Man, when I was getting steamed in the ass, I really felt like I was back in my yeah. childhood staring yeah. at Chuck E. Cheese's shining face yeah. betwixt a set of ass cheeks. <laughs> Listen, we can make this happen, people. Easily. Here's a whole industry for Dave and Buster's. We're just taking it another step. Well, same pizza. Same pizza. Dave and Buster's, I mean, they do more than just pizza. Really? Oh, you can get like a porterhouse steak at Dave and Buster's. I don't know why Ooh. you would. Yeah. You know. That's that's the thing that always confused me. I don't even want to go get steak at a steakhouse, to be honest, sometimes. Like steak for me is just like such a, it's so fucking expensive. Like, I don't have the money to like really go out. Like I always see like the like I got really into watching billions for a while. Because mm-hmm. it's just so wonderfully depressing to watch these people with more money than God fight to make more money and destroy each other. And you're like I don't get like it's all power and control. But anyways, they'll go to like these places and get like the five hundred dollar thing of like Japanese Kobe beef wagyu and stuff, and you're like Oh, it looks so fucking good. And then you realize how much it costs. And you're like, I don't want to... Sp- like, there you can see the pinnacle. Like, if I was ever going to be like, <clears throat> I need to go do this. Like, I would do it once. I'd go find the best I could fucking get. I'd get it the one time. And then I'd sit there and really ask myself, is this any better than the steak that my dad used to cook on the grill? i go, yeah, because it cuts with a fork. But other than that, is the taste really that different? Other than, like, the consistency and all that? Is it really worth it? Well, and see, like, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't like steakhouses that's not somewhere i would choose the steakhouse that recently closed on the yeah. barry montpelier road where all the food there. is that place sucked the bag that place used to be great apparently back in the day yeah it used to be the spot yeah. and and mostly it what was happened was it got it changed hands someone bought it and then they just changed where all the food came from and tried to cut corners everywhere and never renovated it so it just turned into a pile of shit yep and the thing is, my dad has always, he of course, he has the hookup for steaks. He's never once told me he was proud of me, but he knows how to get a fine cut of steak. <laughs> those, I'm not sure those two are connected. Well, go on. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and like I've never, ha- what I like to do is get one of those steaks. I like it rare. I like it still begging for its I life. I like a medium rare medium. Mm, right like in it. It. I, like I like a little like pink in the center. Bloody. But for the most part, I like it cooked because oh. I'm afraid I'm afraid of foodborne illnesses. Just I'm put, put a sear on it and I'm there. But the other thing my dad does is he crumbles a little blue cheese on top. A little okay. blue cheese, little garlic. Oh, oh the garlic. My I see, I, Christ. I like uh, I like mushrooms. Mushrooms over also the top. great. Yeah, that's my that's my jam. Mushrooms. I could see the blue cheese being pretty good. Oh. Um, <laughs> you know the garlic. That's where you sold me. Oh yeah, good garlic on a, like a garlic. Throw it, double down, get some garlic mashed potatoes on the side too. I'm in hog heaven at that. She's talking crazy. Yeah. Oh, that's what I want. Be- I mean, that's slice of beets. No, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's he going? Some edamame. <laughs> yeah. You're supposed to eat the husk, not the bean. Really? No. I was like disgusting. <laughs> I was like, I've been doing that wrong always. Then. Do you eat edamame? I've had edamame. Oh. I ate a lot of edamame when I was out in California, actually. Of course you did. Yeah. It's all they can eat out there. Apparently. I got real sick of it after a while. Edamame and quinoa. Like, would you like some edamame with that? Okay. Might as well. Okay. Mm, that's a good bean. Go on. It's so funny because I w- uh, was hanging out with this woman from Connecticut for a while. I yes. was, like, going down there on trips. <laughs> you were going down there. <laughs> <laughs> but she ate sandwiches for breakfast. Yeah, she had a Philly cheesesteak, a 12-inch Philly cheesesteak yeah, for that's, breakfast. That's that's a big meal. That's a big meal. For, for breakfast. Yeah. 
for breakfast a a 12 inch loaded Philly cheese. I like big breakfast. Black coffee. Like I like big breakfast. Don't get me wrong. The black coffee is the most normal part about that. Philly cheesesteak is a lunch fucking. You can see dinner, breakfast. If they made like a breakfast hoagie or something, no, it's it's egg and bacon and blah. Like, well, like country card like the rise and shiner. Yes, the rise and shiner. Yeah. Which you never want to order after a certain date, uh, because I think they dislike making it. They, I used to, I used to hear stories back in the day when I used to roll around in the scene. Yeah, I can't believe they haven't been shut down. Well, because I'd go up to uh, the four one two or uh, whatever it was, it, Main Street. What was it called? Uh, uh, two four two Main. Uh huh. Yep. Four one two, which was the name of that's uh, friend of the pod, and you'll get a kick out of that. That was the the number of our townhouse, my sophomore year of college. The four one two Main. No, but two four two Main. Um, we would go there for like a punk show or something, and uh, I I used to hang out with my cousin who was really really big into the music scene, and uh, he knew a bunch of people who worked there and stuff, and he was like, yeah, we're gonna have food this late at night, and they told him the deal. They're like, yeah. At the time, and this is again, this is like a decade ago. So they could have changed. There could be different people working there. I'm not speaking to the quality of it now, but back then, if you had ordered the Rise and Shiner late at night, they were fucking pissed at you because it was difficult. It was difficult to make. They had to like clean shit off and like get it. It was a long preparation. If they dropped it or something got fucked up in the prep, they would just pick that shit back up and chuck it on your fucking sandwich. In fact, sometimes, depending on who was making it, that just might always happen. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to get sent out with that and you're going to eat it. You're not going to know any different because most of you are just happy drunks at this point. You just want the crunch of a hash brown and the saltiness of a bacon. Yes. And the creaminess of cheese and the heartiness of eggs. Yes. It's all you want. And it's all in that sandwich on, on some nice bread. And you're going to puke it all up 10 minutes later. Oh, you're going to die. And you really just probably want half of one. But even that, they'll get pissed off because they got to make the whole fucking thing. Anyways, that was always a good time. But you had to watch out for that kind of shit. Yeah. Because you got to watch out for the punks sometimes. Yeah. And that's the thing is like other assholes ruined it. You know what I mean? Sure. Because everybody crowds in there and they're like, oh, hey, how many spindrifts do you think I can drink before they notice I've just been taking them out of the cooler? Yeah. I saw a lot of that there for some reason. It was yeah. like because it was run by younger people. Those people felt like they could come in and fuck around because yeah. you're sitting there being like, oh, well, look, it's a fucking five foot three small, you know, Asian girl. She's maybe she's like 19 working behind the counter. There's like two guys in the back and you're this fucking six foot four dude with his bros. And they're just sitting there like you're watching them like, oh, just trying to steal shit. Yeah, it doesn't matter. That dude's not going to eat that fucking tub of egg salad at fucking 1130 at night. Sounds like a good idea. Yeah, but he's just going to fucking and he just sticks it and puts it in his back pocket. I was there one night when that guy got called out. Good. And that shit was not good because that ended up being a fight. They, mm. Those two had a fist fight. And that egg salad ended up in a lot of places. Wait, the, the Asian girl fist fought the... No, no, no. Another dude who was there. Oh. It was, again, it was like some some like college kid working there who just like, I, I don't want to... But clearly had noticed that she the guy was stealing. He gets called out for it. He's like, no, this fuck, I paid for it. And the girl was like, no, no, no. I wasn't going to say anything because like I, I don't care that much. I'm not going to like start an altercation with you over egg salad because... I run into a lot of scary, fucking dangerous people at this job. You're making this very uncomfortable. You did try to steal that. And, of course, the dude doubles down, and they try to take it from him, and it becomes a fight. As one does. Yeah. Which is pretty fun. Like you do. Yeah. And I was like, I just, I just want a, an egg sandwich. <laughs> Please. Yeah. But maybe, I, maybe I won't. I'll just take this apple juice. Here's this muffin that's wrapped. I was going through a real apple juice face back then, too. Really. Really love the apple, Jay. Yeah. Just remind you of childhood. Yeah. Before you had to break up fistfights at Country Card Deli. If you don't like, uh, if you don't like apple juice, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. The thing is, I I should have rolled up in there with the Velvet Mafia. They would have said shits it. No. 
They would have set, set, ah! set shit on fire? They would have set shit straight. Oh, set shit straight. No pun intended. I see. Yeah, well, too late. Yeah. No, seriously, they would have showed up and been like, uh-uh. hard-boiled eggs? Not in this economy, sweetie. Yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but they would have just started, they just would have started embarrassing guys in front of their girlfriends. Yeah. They would just wild. look at the girls and be like, you know that I had sex with your boyfriend, right? You're like, no, it's not true. And it's like, oh, it's going to be true. Five minutes out back behind this place. Yeah. And then you just see them when you get out and they're all eyeballing you. And you go, they're big. They were serious. The guy's thinking about it. He's yeah. like, my girlfriend kind of sucks. Yeah. She was so rude in here. Nobody knows a man's needs like a man. She's trying to steal egg salad. <laughs> That's who usually stole shit in there was girls. People uh, just people trying to get away with it because they didn't have a security system. It was it was the kind of place that was always busy enough at night where you could walk in, grab something, walk out if you really wanted to. Yeah, you just had was to pick, busy enough. You had to pick the right time. Yep. That person's up at the cash register. You're standing there with your drink. You look like you're in line. You're in the back, and she turns around to go grab something for somebody, and you just clink, just walk out the door. The best one is you pretend to see somebody, and you're like JJ. What's up, man? Save me a waffle. And you, like, move to the back to talk to someone, ostensibly, mm-hmm. without drawing too much attention to yourself. <laughs> okay, so allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> yep. I've never done this because I'm too scared. Well, I never took anything from, from KKD. No. no. I, I always like to seem like a hard enough job as it is. Yeah. You know, they probably have a huge amount of, like, slippage or whatever it's called. The, the like, overhead that you cost in for, for theft. Mm. Like, that, that exists. Like, but they probably have a pretty, pretty big number. Yeah, I wonder how they're doing now. Imagine. They're they're probably still around. They're always a staple. They'll always be there. Yeah. They're doing better than the bar that was near them that had uh, white supremacists working there for a while. Oh my God, JPs. Yeah. What a tragedy. We spent some great times in there. They had a lot of great times. There was really, really sad to hear that that was uh, that was going on for a while. As soon as they fired Karaoke Dave, who lived yep. upstairs, I'm like, that's awkward. That's like having to work with your ex. They fired him. They fired Karaoke I thought he, Dave. I thought he was. I thought he left. No, no, no. Karaoke Dave. Everybody here knows Karaoke Dave. Yeah, come on, you guys. Come on. Rory and I literally had a conversation before the show about how you can't just name drop and expect <laughs> yeah. to get the reference. Yeah. But everyone knows Karaoke, Karaoke Dave. Dave. We basically grew up with him. Yeah. I gave I gave karaoke Dave one of my kidneys. Yeah, and half of a liver. He gave me Rory's kidney. Yeah, it was kind of fun. <laughs> and a quarter of his liver. And then I gave it back to Rory. Yeah, funny world we live in. Turns out you can't sew it back in. Don't anyway, a kidney can transfer exactly <laughs> twice. <Yeah. laughs> That's science. Don't look this up. Just trust me. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's yeah. I didn't know they fired karaoke Dave. That's they a real did. tragedy. Oh they my god, karaoke Dave was a racist. Yeah. Oh my god. It's gonna be a maze. <laughs> It's not meant for your kind. Yeah. That was weird. It was a weird time. And then I remember we went in after he was let go, and there was that girl who was working there. And uh, I was in sad drunk mode. I wasn't really sad drunk mode, but I just, like, didn't, like, want to participate. I got a picture. I was, like, six sheets to the wind, and nobody was there. So she's, like, I'm sitting down there watching you guys sing. And she's like, hey, what, do you want to sing something? Come on. Come on. You want to sing? I was like, I don't want to sing I don't know what I ended up singing, but I ended up singing something from the seated position right where I was because she brought the mic over to me. Mm. I was like, this is the most unpleasant karaoke I have ever been a part of. So every karaoke at JP's. Yes. I told you about the night that Oliver and Alina and I went, right? Yeah, she vomited through her hands. Oliver was passed out at the table, and I just looked at Alina. I'm like, babe, how you doing? She just goes, <laughs> yep. And just shoots out between her fingers. And then she got up and sang Forever in Blue Jeans. My favorite. Best version I've ever heard. Uh, I was like, my favorite story from JP's is when we convinced one of our old friends to drink the Storm Chaser, <laughs> which was, we had taken probably the previous three months to, 
I'll be honest, to gaslight him about the existence of a drink that did not actually exist anymore. And it was basically where you take half of a, you take, you get two drinks. You get a Guinness and you get like a Smirnoff ice. I, we, we made fun. We, we really dug in the lie. We're like, yeah, it used to be like Zima. We can't get Zima anymore. It's just not sold in America. So somebody figured out that you can use uh, like a raspberry smear, something like that. So what you do is you take a shot of Yukon Jack, which if you've ever had Yukon Jack, is one of the more disgusting alcohols that you can take a shot of. And then you chase that with half Guinness, half Smirnoff ice. Well, it wasn't even just Yukon Jack. It was Yukon Jack and butterscotch schnapps. Oh, right. It was half that and half something else. Yes. So it was even meaner than that. You take that shot, and then you chug it down. We convinced someone to do that once. Dude, that bartender, when we walked in, his eyes lit up. He's like, what disgusting thing am I going to make for these guys tonight? Yeah, what and who's getting it? Yes. Yeah. And we convinced him, and he, we got the bartender in on the joke, and he went right along with it like a trooper. Good for him. God bless him. It wasn't one of the white supremacists, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> we can't confirm that, unfortunately. Yeah. I hope they give this gross shot to a black guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, hey, before you take the shot, you're not a Jew, are you? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Don't worry. He's not. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's terrible. But so he takes this shot. Now, this is the, also happens to be the same night when we convince. We're like in our mid-20s. Our friend is like maybe 24, 23. And we convince a mid-30s lady that he has some sort of pituitary issue. and that <laughs> I forgot that part. And that he's actually in his 30s as well. That he uh, has a professional job but makes most of his money as an MC and a rapper. And we get her and she, our friend buys into it because this girl's actually pretty cute. And he's like, what do we do? What do I do if she like asks me to rap? I go, no, you just get indignant about it. Just get really offended. I'll do anything for free. Yeah, don't, yeah, I don't do it for free. I don't have my beats here. I can't just do that. So get, get, get almost flustered about it. Like it's a request you get a lot because you're a known commodity. Everybody wants this time of you, right? So ask her what she does. And she's like, oh, well, I'm an accountant. Go, oh, yeah, well, why don't you account for me? Do some accounting for me right now, huh? No, you know what? You know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're not. You didn't know. And like, just be like, it's fine. And then just go, half hour later, we look out. They're on the dance floor. She's smacking his ass. It's going super well. Like 15 minutes later, we're looking around. He's gone. We're like, oh, my God. The storm chaser has sent our friend home with a lady. And we're heroes. Yeah, we're, this is incredible. This is the best. So we think nothing of it. We're there for like another two, maybe like yeah, probably about another two hours, like for quite a while. We're enjoying ourselves <laughs> until we look and see that that lady was still there at a certain point. We're like, wait, wait, wait Where's a second. Where's our friend? Where's our friend? She's here. Who's in hell? No. So we we immediately try to figure out what happened. We walk outside and we find our friend chain smoking cigarettes with the bouncer, just fucking huffing them down in a pile next to them. Turns out he'd been dancing with her. It had a great time, but it shook up a little too much in his tummy, and he decided to run to vomit and did not know where the bathroom was. Because it was downstairs. It was downstairs. Which was a stupid move on yeah. that bar's part. But so he's running around looking for a door and finds a door and opens it up, and it luckily is the alley behind where he just rockets a puke, uh, which we love here at the Skimbo Lounge. Big fans of puke. And it uh, turns out that the uh, door was hooked up to a silent alarm. So now the fire marshal was going to show up to see what happened. So they were in a bit of a thing. And they were going to have to explain it. And the protocol was that you needed to fucking leave now. He's like, but I'm, I feel better now, guys. So he's trying to argue. They're like, no, dude, you just fucking vomited in our alleyway. Get the fuck out. Yeah, you're done. So they kick him out. He doesn't tell a soul. He doesn't try to call any of us. 
He just hangs out out front and bothers the bouncer for two hours. We feel so, like, dude, we're sorry. <laughs> and we head out. And uh, that was probably my favorite time I've ever been at that bar, though. It was my – I felt I've, I've never been so happy about one thing, ecstatic about another, joyful that one of our ruses actually worked, and then so kind of, like, hilariously disappointed at the end. And I maintain that it wasn't the storm chaser that made him sick. I think the prospect of going home and losing his virginity – Oh, yeah, he was also a virgin. What just made him so fucking nervous Maybe. that he had to puke. Well, it may or may not be the same person we also set up several times to have that happen, and every single he time. He blew it every time. What's it called when a pitcher, he's looking at the mound. The yips. No, 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 not the yips. Like That's when you're good at something and you end up being really bad because he wasn't good at anything, and he wasn't good at this and got bad. It's when you, uh, you're you like about to throw, and then you fuck up, and you like look away. It, you can't th- Balk it. It okay. was a balk. He was balking. He was there. He was at the plate. He had the pitch. All he had to do was throw the ball, and he can't. Penalty. Flag on the plate. I don't know what they call it. What happens? It's, wow. a, it's an extra strike. And that's what he did every single time. Poor yeah. guy. Yeah, he just whiffed classically. Every time. All the time. I'm pretty sure we used that rapper line on more than one person, too. I think so. I don't know why that works so well. We got well. a couple other people. Because he did. He looked uh, like he could be some weird, reedy savant. little rap savant. Yeah. That's true. Yes. We should have taken him to Reuben and James and tried to pass that ruse off there. Ooh. If you can get them to buy into it, he's a Anybody. made man. Yeah. Anyone will buy it. That's right. Pretty wild. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's about it. I don't have any other fun stories from... from I, I can't wax poetic anymore about that. No. I think we're just... We're, we're waiting for service at mm-hmm. La Abundanza. Yeah. Normally, you don't have to we're wait this long for breadsticks. We're, we're done. We're, we're doing done. You know what I wanted to mention? I was surprised. We got our first sponsorship. I wanted to mention that. That was pretty crazy. Did we? So I guess this is my asking you if you have anything you want to plug. So you're going to plug our sponsorship. Well, I was surprised. I didn't know you could first off donate to us. Apparently you can through Anchor FM. Um, Front slash Skibbo Lounge. And if you don't, you should. And if you don't, think about it. But we, they didn't. They, they gave us a fake name, Mr. Mike Hunt. Uh, <laughs> which is, yeah, very clever. Uh, so whoever you are, Mike, uh, thank you. They, they are our first donation. They're the first people to ever uh, donate money to the Skimbo Lounge. We are officially a paid podcast, though. Wow. So I wanted to plug us. Good for us. We made it. A dollar a month. Hey, better than no dollar a month. <laughs> Am I right? That's true. I didn't even know that fucking option was there. It also begged the question of who the fuck was on Anchor FM listening to us, but, you know, whatever. Um, somebody just tracked the – maybe maybe it's there's a link from somewhere else. I don't know. Very confusing. Maybe right? this is part of money laundering. They give maybe. a bunch of podcasts a dollar. Maybe, yeah. I'd like to think so. Um, but so, uh, regardless, if you're listening, thank you. That was, that was pretty cool. Um, you know, uh, we did get a potential message from somebody who wants us to review in the future. That, uh, the, the Sopranos prequel. The Many Saints of Newark? Yeah. This would have been a good episode to do it because it was all mafia talk. Well, no, I don't think it's out yet, is it's it? It's not out yet. Yeah, but it would have been. We just leaned so hard into, like, the Italian talk and the mafia it's a great, talk. It's a great prequel to it then. This is that chapter that start is before chapter one that nobody reads. This is our prequel to the prequel, yeah. the prologue. Yeah, a pro- thank you, prequel prologue. I'm that's the word I was looking for. Yeah, I'm dumb. I hate myself. Okay, well, I mean, I'd ask you if you had anything you wanted to plug, but it's too late. I, I already. Think, I think you did it. I think that was it. It was us. Go me, and go, go something. Spewties on Friday nights. I don't know. Spewties burned down. Oh no. no. <laughs> oh. Not them too. Uh, just like Magoobies, we just we, Magoobies can't catch a fucking break, man. Mm-hmm. Big time COVID outbreak at their tent show. 
Um, Big time COVID outbreak. Yep. Had to so, give all the money back. Yeah, they had to full refunds. We wish everybody at Magoobies well. They owe money now. Uh, and and they owe us money because we've been plugging Magoobies for a while now. Yep. I haven't seen those checks yet. Random Baltimore Comedy Club. We, we asked them if we could do a live show. They said no. They you didn't know, want it. Do you legitimately know how happy I would be to do a live show at Magoobies? Because it doesn't, it's not real? To pay. <laughs> no, it's real, Rory. <laughs> Magoobies has been real this entire time. I don't believe you. Where? Where's Magoobies? Baltimore, Maryland. Oh, it's been Baltimore, Maryland. Okay. I swear to God, dude, <laughs> okay. if they allowed us to do a live show from Magoobies, I'd retire the bit. Yeah. Well, get in contact with them. I would do a live show from anywhere that gave us the option to do it on the understanding that the audience that came to hear us would hear the unedited show, which is what you normally hear. Yeah, and you wouldn't like what you heard. No, no, no. If we were alive, it would only be us. We would get fueled by anything you guys laughed at, and it would get so much worse because it would just ramp us up. Oh, you guys manic. like the ironic racism, huh? Okay. <laughs> well, that's going to do it for another week here from La Abundanza. This has been the Skimbo Lounge, and we want to say thank you. Go fuck yourselves. And goodbye.